1: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. subjects with the facts be
0: tense, but we are a here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about social media influencers. What is their impact on the planet? Do they create a ecosystem of shopping and consumerism that is ruining it? Or is there actually a way that they are actually helping society? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Couldn't even say it properly. I was like actually, like, actually is panicking, it panicking. Possible? <laughs> Probably not, but let's bury the lead. Like it's actually possible. We'll see. We'll find out. Um, I have that stupid song stuck in my head now. It's all going to go. Up. Bing, bang, bong. Zing, zang, zong. Bing, Bing bang, bong. UK,
0: hun. Okay. <laughs> did you wow. harmonize or did I? Okay, I did. <laughs> if you don't Damn know it. if you harmonized, you're not the one who harmonized. I'm sorry to tell you. but That, that was great from UK Drag Race. This is going to be coming out in... I think three weeks from now, but just know that when we're recording this, the episode last night was Chef's Kiss. We love UK's (laughs) Drag Race, but we also last night watched the Britney Spears doc, which I think a lot of people will have watched by now and was heavy.
2: Oops, I feel really sad.
0: Oh my god, you're so good at singing that it like, it's like cognitively hard. For, I'm like, wait, that's beautiful. But then I'm like, I know it's funny, but I'm like, oh my god, I don't even know what to deal with that. Oh, sorry. It's hard to throw you off. Okay, let me try.
2: sad.: <laughs> But like, what were you trying to do there? I guess I was trying to be, wait, be Britney. Wait, trying to do a Britney voice.
0: Uh,
2: okay. Like, wait, see? It is hard in the moment. Yeah,
0: it's
2: yeah, <laughs> sigh, <laughs> bye. Ooh, wait, how she? Oh.
0: oh, oh, baby, 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 baby. <laughs> <laughs> how was I supposed to? That's you? good. I, I feel like oh, we're
2: talking voice is t- It's like, no. It's more like,
0: <laughs> mommy. Oh okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> we no, need no, to practice no, no. off, no, no. off
2: Like, I've never tried to do that out loud, and I don't know if you have
0: either. So we need more time to practice. Either way, Britney Spears is an icon, a queen. We love her. Till the world ends is the bop of. I mean, in as the, the years go on of the, yeah. It's like she predicted the end of the world with climate change. Okay. And we are just, <laughs> she's a positive dance. influencer. <laughs> yeah. Tell the world ends. Like, that's probably what we're going to do, you know, in the next coming years. She's like, yeah, I might as well just dance. <laughs> uh, but it was really eye-opening. It was sad. Mm-hmm. And I just hope the best for her. And I love her. And Hashtag yeah. free Britney for real. Yeah. We're, we're part like, of this. Not like, ironically. know <laughs> what, no, what the most annoying part to me was, was that the New York Times experts are all these like. Seemingly straight men who are Mm. like, so this is the history of Britney Spears. I'm like, any gay guy without an investigative journalism degree could have done this. Already job. knew that. Like, yeah, I knew it all. Like when they were like, and this happened in 2007, I was like, I was watching live stream. Like, are you kidding? Like, it's,
2: I didn't know my job could be Literally, studying every, Britney Spears. Every clip, you were like, I've seen this. Oh, I've seen that. Oh my god, I've seen this. I'm and like, I'm like, You've like why? Seen the whole documentary. Yeah, and
0: like, why are straight men all of a sudden the experts on Britney Spears? That seems wrong. It's like, and yeah. it's like every woman and gay guy is like, we can do your job better than you, and in
2: fact, we do it for free out of yeah. sheer hobby. <laughs> Uh yeah, I think like it is obviously upsetting and hopefully something good comes from it. It's like you don't want to slip into conspiracy, but it's just obviously it's not right. Like she's unhappy, she says so. She says she doesn't want her dad to be a conservator. Like whether or not other elements of it are true or conspiracy theory, like that has come out of her mind. It's just so sad. We all we
0: all lived through watching the paparazzi follow her in that insane way. Mm. It was so tragic. It was so scary to watch her. Like, how does she not have bodyguards? How are they this close to her? It just felt all so unsafe. It's like, this is everyone's fault, including our fault. Every single person is sort of like... Have a bit to
2: blame. We all mm-hmm. were like caught, we're dealing yeah. with that time weirdly. Like, no one it knew was like, what it was, was fed sh- because it was like capitalist to like it made so much money to follow her. Maker. Yeah, and we were all like, even people who empathized with her were, couldn't turn away. I think at the time, no. And no one, no one did the right thing because the right thing was like speaking up. And they like
0: mm-hmm. all the like late night people and everyone was just so awful to her. It's awful. It's awful. It's awful. So it's awful. I love um, her. but her music's iconic. She's an amazing mm-hmm. performer. I think it will end well and yeah hashtag free britney i guess
2: oh my god. i know actually I know. literally i
0: agree yeah i know i, will I say, was like how can i get involved in this movement oh I was my like, god yeah <laughs> we're like no longer protesting climate change Is we're like well, plan- we've moved on to britney Spears. <laughs> but i do feel like there was a bit of like
2: lack of criticalness towards that movement like they didn't That's explain fair. it very yeah. well yeah and they you're right then i'm sure there are like heavy-handed conspiracy aspects yeah. of it that are like they kind of made it look vindicated, which in some ways I'm sure it
0: is. And she, the some of them were like, if she ever said, leave us alone or like to not do this anymore, we'd stop. But I'm like, H- you don't know if she might actually want you to like, it just, I don't know. I just felt like there yeah. was, it was a little bit like one sided, not Towards what everyone did to Britney, but towards that movement. I thought yeah. there'd be a little bit more like, this like is how it
2: works. Like into yeah. what who was coordinating it. In. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> so I think social media influencers owe a lot to Britney Spears. We'll be getting to them later in our study time. But before that, let's get into what did we learn this week? Oh, what did we learn this week?
2: Ooh, okay. Um, Speaking of a queer icon, my what did you learn this week today is actually about gay voice and gaydar wait so the queer icon is Being just britney gay spears. voice
0: no oh, no no <laughs> you're like speaking of britney spears i'm gonna now talk
2: about the gay icon that is having a gay oh, voice. oh sorry no i just <laughs> meant she's a queer gay icon okay as gay okay. men growing up we loved britney spears and this study is about gay voice and gaydar but it's also like it gets a little darker from here okay but okay. We, can, we can have an interesting conversation so okay. um it was basically a study about how quote-unquote um, pers- perceiving someone have gay voice, how does that affect their lives? How are how are they perceived by society? Mm. Um, there was like hundreds, over five hundred people studied in two different studies uh, to understand their biases towards someone who sounds gay. So it may not necessarily be that they're gay, uh, but it was just like when how people perceive that uh ultimately this may not be that surprising but i think it was kind of in some ways to me and i think we live in a bubble but it was like heterosexual people are much more likely to engage in avoidant discrimination when they think somebody's gay based on their voice alone um so the if that makes sense it's like there may not necessarily be as much like Outward discrimination, but you're yeah, like in,
0: you're a faggot, right?
2: Exactly, but um, it's just a stigma that still persists. And mm. they uh, had surveyed and interviewed a lot of gay people who have you know typically gay voices, both men coming women,
0: to the men. stage, exhibit a moi, <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> and those people were in general, very aware of how their voice affected their perception. Hmm. Um, so they were very often anticipating rejection and discrimination. Uh, and so it was just like eye-opening, I think, as a study to say, like clearly gay discrimination still exists. We all know that. But just simply from sounding gay, even a, a straight cis man with a gay voice would be discriminated against. In how do they
0: way. decide? What is like, what is side? What did you describe it as silent rejection or uh...
2: uh avoidant discrimination so it means they were able to study just like they were more likely to avoid the person yeah i think that like i think the main or the first part of this study was primarily surveys so they would ask people what would you do one to seven you would strongly agree with this statement or strongly gotcha. disagree with this statement would you avoid this person right and so then they measured people's assumptions around this idea of gay voice. If you could tell someone was like had like a feminine voice who was a man, how would you react?
0: Um, huh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, I we talked about this a lot, but I have a more I feel like effeminate voice, period. You don't when you naturally speak, but then you really like have a feminine voice that you put on. Like
2: Yeah, I thought I was like, I really would like to do a proper video on this kind of like Gay voice, gay Dar to see if there is like psychology behind it. I was going to talk about there was a really interesting conversation on this uh, on Reddit. About this on like I found this on our science um, And it was just like a gay man Giving his having read some research But mostly his anecdotal like assumptions Of why this happens and he had said Three things that stood out why what me. happens why Like why because people are like is there Why do a lot of gay men sound that Way like oh, so what, why gay voice happens Why, not why avoidant behavior happens. yeah Sorry right. it was just like is that a psychological Thing that we know anything yeah, like about? do I have the gay Voice gene where I'm like my throat just <laughs> making me Be like yes yeah.
0: queen bitch, um, so I don't,
2: there, Nothing on that but it the. Idea was um, you know, obviously young gay men in particular tend to socialize with women a lot. That's like a stereotype. So you're around. Hmm, You're like
0: learning that's interesting.
2: uh Uh-huh. So part one, and it is like gay voices often for men, and again, this is like is pretty much like geared towards gay men. Um that's what they found the bias was strongest against. So gay women didn't face the exact same discrimination or as much of one for their voice. Uh so uh sorry, what was I gonna say? We were just talking about. You're saying the reasons. Oh, like it, just in terms of like having a more effeminate voice. Yeah. You were gay. trying to, you are saying the reasons like uh, they talked to women more, but then you made yeah. it sound like there was more. So the other two, one is like people use gay voice also to sort from their in group and their out group. And the example this person gave was like, if you were in a room with another queer person, you might be more likely to use your voice and that would show them that you're like a safe person to be themselves around. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what that's or, true. Or um, the last thing was like it's become culturally embedded, so it's just reinforced, right? Like around our gay friends, like we're putting on our like voices to be funny and like amping ourselves up, and it becomes like part of the lexicon to use certain.
0: It's terms so okay. Stuff. Well, I've a my whole thing about this, and we've talked about it on asap science and our other channel asap thought rest in peace <laughs> like truly Oops. we are the type of youtubers that are some might call messy i'm like there is another channel that exists that we, we just like stopped it it on two years ago and i don't really know if we ever explained why but i would talk a lot it's, it's just it's sexism it's like mm-hmm. whether or not this
2: vocal fry th- fry that was two of the things they said vocal fry, fry and uh scooping up at the end of sentences is like a, a a way to feel uncertain about the things you're asking because women do it as well. And it's cause like they often are told that their opinions and their voice doesn't matter. Okay. Wow. You just keep like dropping bombs <laughs> of tea. I was like, wow, that is, I'm literally dark. drinking tea and <laughs> dropping. Tea. That's Trisha Paytas who we'll get to later
0: on our influencer <laughs> section. But, um, it's sexism. It's like you, from the way that I understand it and have lived it. And I have studied this from like a sociology perspective for videos. It's like, Yeah, gay men, whether we're around women more or whatever, we talk more effeminately. Straight men who talk more effeminately have to deal with the repercussions of sexism and the patriarchy. You just get diminished because you sound like a girl. And I think for me, like what I've experienced is like as a man who sounds like a girl, then there's a little extra tinge of like freak. Like I get like, I get like, oh, that's really weird that you talk like that because I'm like really talk gay. And then slash also, oh, and it sounds feminine. So therefore Mm -hmm. you're like more unintelligent. We deal with this a lot teaching science. Like we, our comments can, you know, we get people from around the world watching our videos. So some places are more progressive than others when it comes to like gay Mm -hmm. rights. And we we have blocked the word faggot on our YouTube channel, (laughs) but you can see it in the back end. And we go and we see that we are called a faggot like, I don't know, hundreds of times a week. And (laughs) you see what people are saying. It's like, it's just like we they don't trust science coming from a feminine voice. It's a really big issue. And it's all about that sort of like masculinity sounds assertive. It sounds correct. It sounds, you know, all of these things. Mm -hmm. And I think that being in science and having gay voice is like a really cool intersection for me to understand like the perils of like science communication. And honestly, why what this study says is so problematic and it's all about sexism like i'm just like a guy who sounds like a girl and then i'm like okay sisters i like kind of understand your sexist play because it's like (laughs) i feel like that's all i'm feeling is just sexism yeah it's interesting i sometimes find that i actually talk less gay around gay men (laughs) and and when i'm in straight no i yeah or i'm more myself Sorry, I play up my gay. No, I don't. It's like unconsciously, if I'm in a straight space, I'm like, okay, I. It's like a coping mechanism. I'm yeah. so gay that it's like I need them to know. So there's that not that like grade six that- thing of like you're gay yeah. and you don't know. And it's
2: like can like laugh at you for it. You're like, no, yeah, I'm gay. Yeah, I'm gay. Know. Yeah, like that- you know. yeah, I think yeah. That yeah is there's like a weird <laughs> uh, thing that you do that is admirable in some ways. Like you are like the person who's there because you you're comfortable drawing attention to yourself like i am not i'm trying to like assimilate but i do think it's powerful that you are like no yeah i'm not like accidentally talking to you right now i'm gonna be the person who's like clearly comfortable with himself and so then if you're uncomfortable with that then you have a problem
0: but it's interesting it's also it's yeah. also rooted in these like conflicting variables that are so interesting and what i think makes being like a gay man interesting and exciting and sometimes i'm like imagine being straight that'd be so boring like sometimes (laughs) sometimes i just think about being straight and i'm like wow is life like even worth living i'd be so depressed but like god greg uh, okay tell me what's that mean like like prove me wrong say i'm all right or whatever I'm serious I'm just like From my experience I'm just like sure, Being straight I'd be like what's, sure. what's, What are you living for
2: okay. People have other things <laughs> Sexuality certainly Is one <laughs> part of life But it's certainly Not the whole picture Someone else could easily Just say to you Like, like to be a man To be white Is like What's the
0: point Oh of my god I know It makes okay. life Just like so mundane Mayonnaise on top Of white bread Let me tell you that <laughs> okay, That's okay, the okay, life okay, I'm okay, living okay, okay. Um, Yeah thank you For scooping me Out of getting cancelled That's like Kind of what you do All the time You're just coming <laughs> in And scooping in To just be like Greg you can't say that. Um, but that's just my truth. Let's move on to my what did we learned this week? And this, write this down, should be an episode/slash a whole side note episode because yours or clearly, what we just talked about? No, what we just talked about. Oh, not yeah, mine. Yeah. Not mine. Like, oh, I'm excited. Okay. No, um, definitely that. I mean I more mean we could talk about this for hours and we need to move on. Okay. So my what did we learn this week is about where our salmon comes from. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ooh, okay. Where's our salmon come from? Okay, where do you think it comes from? Like, do you mean specifically us or just like no, this is actually mainly Europe, but most of the salmon in the world okay, comes well, from like, this place. Okay, well, like, I'm, my like, just because of the context of this conversation, and you're kind of making me guess, I'm like, it's probably from a farm somewhere, and I'm trying to guess, like, Yeah, it is, that is a farm, is. a salmon farm. And I'm wondering, because you would think, like, Atlantic salmon is like But then I'm like Maybe it's somewhere Completely random That was just like Okay just Brazil. Say a play. Oh, oh
0: my god That's <laughs> so Alright let's say a play and you drop Brazil And I'm like wow That's a really good guess But no it's Norway
2: <laughs> Okay I was either Gonna do like a Nordic- Brazil or Norway <laughs> No not Norway <laughs> I just was like Would it be European Or Canadian yeah. But So right. it's It's Norway And
0: Norwegians I was gonna say Norway the country Did But you Norwegians know, And Norwegians Norwegians <laughs> invented aquaculture which is the concept of farming (laughs) in the ocean what just to be like I love aquaculture. Yeah, yeah, Oh my god, my culture is aqua. I'm actually like, a, I have gay voice, but I also have aquaculture. We culture. invented aquaculture. I mean, th- that's aquaculture when you wear all blue. I'm literally wearing all blue. <laughs>
2: You're aquaculture. This is aquaculture. You're definitely
0: Nordic. Oh my what? god. Yeah, some people say. It. Yeah, yeah. You say white people don't have culture. We have aquaculture because <laughs> we Nordics invented it. So yeah, it's it's pretty wild. But ten, okay, 10% of Atlantic salmon in the world is created in Norway. But because we are in Canada, we don't get it as much. They're this sort of vessel to get salmon to Europe, essentially. Like, if you're in Europe, you're likely eating salmon from farms in Norway. Okay. And so 1 million tons of Atlantic salmon per year is grown slash killed slash shipped out of Norway. Wow. So, like, you have these salmon pens, which are about the size of an Olympic-sized swimming pool. And each farm will have about eight of them. So there's this big, like, they're... They call them pens, but they have to be made out of certain material. I think it's like copper so that the mollusks and things don't stick to them. Okay. And so the juvenile salmon get grown in freshwater tanks somewhere else. Then when they get big enough, they get plopped into this mm. into the ocean, but contained in a pen okay. where they That's grow amazing. for like two to three years until they get to their biggest maturation. They're pulled out, harvested, and that is where we get our salmon. Like The hmm. concept of salmon coming from the wild is insanely small now, and almost all these farms exist in the ocean they're really cool to look at and I always knew about salmon farming and fish farming but learning this week about the process of it how it was invented in Norway not even that long ago it's just like interesting because I still Mm -hmm. sometimes have this facade we don't eat meat anymore but when I was eating fish I was always like well, but this one was caught in a stream. Like
2: I just right, like I don't yeah. know why. I just no, was like I convinced I was myself like, of that too. Yeah. I was like, well, we're getting the ones that are. Yeah, like that
0: for that sure, shit. this no frills stuff mall caught in a stream. <laughs> like I don't know why. I just like, and I'm like, no, this is obviously farmed. And mm. when you see them, I mean, it's really. But s- I guess it's not so weird. It's like every other animal we eat
2: is farmed. Exactly.
0: I think it's just because we get taught, like,
2: like Old McDonald.
0: It's not like Old McDonald
2: had a fish farm. Like it's always like yeah. a cattle, and, a chicken. And uh. to be honest, weirdly, fish are like. This is probably not the only animal, but of all the animals we eat, like, we don't often see wild cows. In fact, I'm like, are there wild cows? Like, probably, but not, like, in the way that there are wild fish. So you just kind of imagine hmm. that all the fish you yeah. eat is wild. Because you could literally go fishing and catch a fish and eat it. Interesting. But, That's like, true. you couldn't do that with a cow. And, in fact, like, wild cows are much more, like, less common compared to how many there are. You know, That
0: is true. Like, you never see cows outside of
2: a farm setting in culture or, or like, anywhere really like, i'm not saying there aren't chickens that are wild but yeah mostly like for, like for us especially in north yeah. america yeah
0: no that's that's a good point like just like we have movies like Finding Nemo, where we just learn about all these free fish. Yeah, there's but just millions. I think so. that's why I found it interesting. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I don't ever think about fish in these farms. That's obviously where the Atlantic salmon that anyone is <laughs> most people are eating is coming from. Is these pens in the ocean. Wild to um, me. Also remember when we when we were in India, we saw a full traffic jam happen in Varanasi because of a cow that was in the middle of the road, like the busiest <laughs> road we've ever seen. And no I, I think it's gonna be cultural or no one was telling the cow to move everyone was just like allowing themselves to go around it, creating yeah. the most congestion it was it was fascinating i was like okay yes that was a wild cow that oh, was a wild cow it,
2: but it might have been going
0: there home. were so many cows it was commuting it was there <laughs> were it was a cow commuting it could not be bothered the whole yeah. city was falling apart in the traffic jam because of this cow that was truly standing still it wasn't eating anything it wasn't you know what i mean i'm like yeah. doesn't it want to move yeah <laughs> no, it's just so content we should all aspire to be a cow Yeah, honestly, animals are better at
2: meditating than any human, that's for sure. Uh, Let's take a short little break, and then we can jump into our influencer drags, and supporting of influencers as well. Thanks to Skillshare for sponsoring this episode. No matter what 2021 brings, you can spend it creating something meaningful with Skillshare's online classes. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Now I've recommended lots of different classes or courses that I've taken on Skillshare before, some in music production, some in Photoshop, and uh, After Effects and things like that. But today I was gonna recommend another one that I'm trying that's a little different and more unique. It's called Choose Must by Al Luna. And it's basically 10 hands-on exercises to find and pursue your passion. Now, you might think just because, you know, we're a sub-science, we have a side note, we always know what our passion is. But I feel like that's something that's constantly evolving. And for me personally, I'm always wanting to sort of figure out what do I care about most right now. And that's a big question that's been lingering for me in the last year or two, especially with, you know, the way the world has gone. Um, so definitely, this has been a useful course in terms of focusing and having just simple exercises you can do to explore your passion and make sure you are in tune with what that is. With Skillshare, you can find inspiration in the moment and learn how to express your creativity. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than ten dollars a month. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com/sidenote and get a free trial of premium membership. Again, that's Skillshare.com/sidenote to get a free trial of premium membership. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like something is
0: interfering with your happiness or preventing you from reaching your goals? Like, I've been trying to paint more. I have a degree in visual art, but I have not been painting and I can't understand why. It feels like there's such a barrier. I think it's just being overwhelmed and not feeling like a painter. But BetterHelp will assess your personal needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist that you can start communicating with in under 48 hours. The counseling is done securely online and is available worldwide with a broad range of expertise available. Not only can you schedule weekly video or phone sessions, getting to skip the uncomfortable waiting rooms of traditional therapy, but you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor and get timely and thoughtful responses. BetterHelp lets you change counselors at any time so you'll always get a great therapeutic match and it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling with financial aid available. Just head to betterhelp.com sidenote to get 10% off your first month and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health and the help of experienced professionals. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash sidenote for 10% off your first month study time study time, study time. Study time. okay Woo. question of the day are you an influencer <laughs> are we influencers
2: Have you ever self-identified? I I, I have never used that word on myself intentionally, and I would avoid it at all costs just to save the shred of uh, humility I have left. Or what would the word be like? I'm so ashamed to have to be like, "Yes, I am an influencer," but at the end of the day, I would imagine I am one. And that's so funny. Like we can't. Whenever I go through the airport science communicator online
0: science teacher to the masses (laughs) like i'm just like science science like Uh, like, so like an influencer no no, no, honey no no. 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 but then sometimes i tweet about you know maybe how idiotic idiot influencers (laughs) we should call them idiot influencers (laughs) idiotic influencers acting during the pandemic and then all the twitter responses are aren't you
2: an influencer (laughs) and i'm always like shut the fuck up Yeah, I guess we are. Honestly, we are. But, like, why? Because we have an Instagram? I think we're (laughs) educational influencers. That is such a gross two words. I know, but it it is different because some people (laughs) just... uh, Well, I guess it's not that different, but some people are, like, just living their lives as influencers. Yes. And not trying to... Like, there are...
1: I don't know. Maybe someone could
2: argue, like, there are, like... uh, makeup and cosmetic influencers yeah and why should that really be any different than like and they might influencer? they
0: might be sort of like in the same way go i'm a makeup artist yeah you exactly. know what i mean like i'm a makeup artist with yeah, the mask and i bet
2: everyone finds that angle like yeah. they're like oh i'm like bringing comedy and entertainment into people's lives i'm an entertaining influencer
0: <laughs> so who do you think let's go through some people who we think are influencers first because i can think like you know who i think of is like that Bryce Hall guy. Do you know who that is? He likes runs that a He's so like, yeah. Their jacks, career so is be
2: an influence.
0: Yeah, like he has nothing. Like I hate. He has nothing. No. Some people no, have everything. They, they have, have nothing. nothing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> That's Celine Dion's iconic <laughs> quote. But um, like I was gonna say, people who I really despise are like Jeffrey Star, Shane Dawson, and they. I mean, Shane Dawson actually is such a. Jeffree Star could go, I'm a makeup artist. You right. know what I mean? Whereas Bryce Hall has nothing going
2: for him. He's, He's just, just an like influencer a, who, yeah. like, there's is like farming a farming. Yeah, I can see there's a difference and discrepancy between those two kinds of people. I was right? trying like,
0: to figure out, like, what is influencer? So, what does influencer mean to you? Who are influencers to you? Who comes to mind?
2: Well, to be honest i don't get like anyone who works on the internet to me in some way not not like if you're writing articles i wouldn't call you an influencer but if your primary source of time is spent doing something on t- uh, tiktok instagram twitter youtube i would call you an influencer or even, even if even you're maybe facebook
0: even if you're just Make So influencer to you has to do with the medium. The medium is the message if we're gonna go there and pretend that we're academics.
2: Well, okay, I think if we actually are academics, we say people who use their influence to sell product to other people. I would think at the end of the day, that would be what an influencer is. Interesting. Because if you just create content, and you do not sell anything online, I think you're not an influencer because well, we, you're not
0: using your influence. We did just have two ads. Come on in the middle of this podcast. Please. Uh, no, girl, we are influencers. Go and support those sure. companies and help our show. We are influencers. Ah!
2: Oh, truly. We should say also, like, is actually <laughs> helpful to us. And, like, you should check them out. Okay.
0: Oh, my God. Influencer. <laughs> influencer to my right. Influencer to my right. <laughs> no, Make sure truly. you use hashtag ASAP science and the code um, name Influencer. I'm so embarrassed. We're definitely
2: influencers. Yeah, it's yeah, like a weird combo world where you I realize we use <laughs> we become popular because we share science but then we have, we make money by influencing and impacting people to like sell different things which okay kind of like I feel weird but I'm
0: about to drag ourselves to the core of the okay.
2: earth okay so <laughs> I wanted to figure out
0: how influence? Oh What was that? <laughs> tippy tippy. I just had a tea, and I'm getting wired. <laughs> I, know, I was like, "It's someone when the tea kicks in." <laughs> like, truly, bo- so bick, Bing like, bang bong. So wired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Americans on average use ten liters of oil a day. Okay? okay, this is just to support the average lifestyle of an American. I'm getting to a point here. Okay. My point is that influencers consume. More. I'm just picturing people having like little oil
2: tanks, like the Tin Man, and just being like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Honestly, though, liters. we need to figure out 10
2: liters. Yes, okay, that's and actually like not that much, I wouldn't think. Of oil, oh, I know. A day. Like, it's like by olive oil, you mean like oil, crude oil? Yes, yes, like
0: <laughs> it, oh my god, nah. I mean, even all, 10 liters of olive oil is a lot per day. <laughs> you're gonna consume that okay, 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 in okay, hell, okay, bud. You okay. died, okay. Okay, okay, anyways. Sorry, I mean, you're allowed to not think it's a lot. I totally thought I have that. no real like. <laughs> Reference point. Okay, influencer over here is like, that's nothing, man. Like, I mean, we get like cartons of milk that are like liters. This is ten, okay f- no I'm just ten, okay no, fine right, I right. think 10 right. liters if of I oil 10 a liters is of is is no good day I would die <laughs> yeah and it's oil <laughs> okay anyways but C- Canadians are worse than Americans at 10.2 liters of oil right. because of the argument is that we're more spread out and we have the tar sands and it was done through a variety <laughs> of things and it's like
2: based on how many people are in Canada we have a horrible lifestyle does like that get pinned on us? Like that we're Canadian, and we use the tar sands, so like our average. This specific
0: study, yeah, it was about consumption oh. and production of
2: oil. And production, okay, yeah,
0: but we also consume more yeah, oil per capita. Yeah, okay, a Bangladeshi person consume zero point one liters of oil. Per oh my day. gosh. Okay. No so there's sense. a lifestyle that we live in Canada and America versus versus a place like Bangladesh. Where where we've been and people it's very populated and people are very efficient. It's a beautiful, amazing country and it's just like what what my I'm my point in my thesis today is We do not look at that lifestyle and idolize it. We constantly look to these lifestyles of mass consumption to idolize. Mm -hmm. And there's something within this climate crisis, like some of the books that I read, sort of like philosophy of climate crisis, things where it's like we actually had to figure out how we culturally shift Mm -hmm. our identity away from consumption, like shopping and cars and all these things, which is hard. And it's very hard in the decade of influencers
2: like it's just so weird
0: we've ended up here where they're not even talented i think
2: it's a double-edged sword but no you're totally right but it is like those influencers perpetuate and i can be talking about ourselves as well but like lots of like i think we try not to do this but we've all been endowed with this image of what success is and so when influencers have success they want to flaunt that they have big homes and lots of cars and these things Because that's what they've been told makes people happy and idolize you and those kinds of things. Like, it is a self-perpetuating system that, I don't know, it's, like, hard to break out of. There are obviously some influencers, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, that use their platform to impact, you know, and become activists. activists, but Sorry, what is your point, though? That you're just, like, it's, like, what is your point? Well, you said, you had said something like, we have to change... The system? Or I don't know. We're just talking about like... It's so impossible to get out of. Okay.
0: Okay. But don't you think that... It, okay, that's interesting. So what I thought was like... We used to be obsessed with actors. I'm trying to think of like the past in this sort of yeah, Hollywood.
2: They, they all have the same idea. They all buy massive mansions, millions of cars. Yes, yes. and But I was always... Thinking
0: And maybe this is just me being ignorant, like old fashioned, but I'm like, okay, an actor, do we maybe idolize their acting skills first? And then their lifestyle is something that has become secondary, like, oh, that's Nicole Kidman, right? Like, I actually, I'm sure she has a mansion. I'm sure mm-hmm. she has Many homes and flies private jets. I can only assume, but I've never seen that. Maybe There's not something- her,
2: but definitely like the Kardashians. So th- I think oh, but they're you're saying influencers. They're in reality, yeah, they are influencers. Yeah. Okay, but no, I will say. Far before the advent of influencers, definitely celebrities have always flaunted their wealth. Mm-hmm. Some are definitely more discreet and, you know, they don't want their addresses being slipped out to the public because they want their privacy. They, but, like, there's even parts of Toronto, like the Bridal Path, where you know Drake has a mansion, Elton John has a mansion. Yeah. All these celebrities that you know, oh my gosh, you can drive down that street and these homes are huge yeah, and people yeah. aspire to that. And everyone wants to, like, not everyone wants to live there, but the, when you're young, you're told, like, that is the epitome of success. These massively successful celebrities live there. And I don't disagree with you completely. Yes, when it's an actor a musician, we tend to idolize them first for their craft. Whereas influencers, maybe we idolize their lifestyle.
0: So mind. one thing I think about is that like Casey Neistat theme of the video, the content is just these are the most amazing first class flights. Mm-hmm. And the whole point yeah. and virality of them is, is about Exorbitant. That. I'm, that's all i'm saying like i'm not i'm not in any way denying that celebrities aren't a part of this in fact as we said earlier britney spears and like that celebrity culture has led these influencers are all taking things from the past i'm just saying there's we're in an interesting time where we're needing to try to figure out a climate crisis while also creating this cultural hustle almost like consumerism first content i think i don't know i'm not i'm not that's not even what my study is about that's just something i was thinking about as i read about influencers in their lifestyles
2: yeah i don't think you're wrong but i i the more i think about it i'm just like even celebrities forever have like endorsed products whether that's you know shampoo whether that's watches it's it's always like they won't endorse like the product you'll buy at dollarama they're endorsing high brow expensive overpriced items and the life of luxury that they represent because they're so aspirational yeah because they're rich and so i think maybe this hasn't been this way forever but it's and it's certainly climaxing i think with influencers and as influencers i think the gap is closing I still think traditional celebrities make way more, but some of the top influencers are making like a lot of money.
0: Yeah. And I think the actual culture of being an influencer is that your whole career is almost baked side and side with your the, like brand, your brand marketing yeah. business, your, like
2: what you can sell.
0: Yeah. Like that's, it's like this that's tandem true. thing that I'm just like, it's different. I think it is and it's, escalating it's and climaxing.
2: openly that way too. Exactly. I Which, would say it's always been that way for the top tier talent because they can make way more money by endorsing products than they probably can by filming one film. Yes, that's but, true. But it was less now it's like celebrity or influencers are like, that's actually my job. Exactly. Do that part. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, the, what I did was this
0: footprint cal- uh, calculator of I, what I did is I chose them to be vegan. Like I was trying to think of like the best, you know, influencers I could think of. Like, I don't know. I'm thinking like Emma Chamberlain, who's like clearly lives in a mansion, but sort of has this like, Almost while being a Louis Vuitton model that the, right. the zeitgeist is like, but I'm just like you. And like, I don't consume much. Right. and like I don't
2: need. Yeah. And, and like, like maybe like, is into like vintage sec, clothing. Sec, yeah. And, yeah. I
0: was thinking of someone like that because I think that that is like could be an aspirational person that we would think of that is like, oh, maybe they're not that bad.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so I, t- I just did like a big house in the West side of Hollywood, because actually the Hollywood Hills are a much worse place to live for the planet than any other part of LA, which has public transit and mm-hmm. other things. Once you get into the Hills, it's a long drive right. down to get anywhere. And anyone who works for you or an employee has to drive extra far. Mm-hmm. So in the West Hills of Hollywood, it was, they, 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 drive double what other people drive. Isn't that interesting? Oh my gosh. Cause they just have to like it's come like, down from the hill. They literally
2: have to come down from the hill. <laughs> and
0: like, we've, we've stayed there at one time and uh-huh. it was actually like, yeah, We would walk. Yeah, we, would we, take us half an hour. We walk to like when we're in again. LA because we're like, this is beautiful foliage everywhere. The fact that everyone drives is such a missed opportunity in our opinion, but we would be like we will be there in an hour (laughs) on the way
2: home when we go up the hill like we would be dripping sweat truly every car would be like you're going to die no one expects there to be a single human walking on these roads I think that Emma Chamberlain almost
0: killed us like twice like like, every time there would be someone speeding down and we would be walking because there's no sidewalks Mm. on the road and then they would like screech to a halt and I'd look in and it would be like some young looking person like some (laughs) person I'd be like oh that's an influencer like oh my god you're
2: walking who are you yeah people
0: are so cute They, they smile and wave they're like oh that little adorable people are walking somewhere yeah (laughs) but anyways that being said they would end up using 15.2 liters of oil per day so that's uh with that lifestyle with, with, with so what i did hills. was just a mansion in the hollywood hills they're okay. vegan i i oh, said okay. that they had all the electronic um renewable fixings oh, like i wow, just wanted like
2: solar so light. we're
0: this is not including people who have many cars things mm-hmm. like that i actually said two cars but it was it's just the fact that you live in the hollywood hills in a big house with wow. the air conditioning Bumps all of a sudden energy. you're way ahead of all of the other americans mm-hmm. and if you think about like a bangladeshi person it's kind of insane yeah so it was a, it's a really cool um footprint calculator but what, what is it, this like a
2: website or something
0: yeah you can you can do it for your own lifestyle We've done it before when we made a video about what would happen if we all lived like Americans, like we use it and it tells you how many Earths would be needed. So if everyone lived like an influencer, we would need 10.9 Earths to, to sustain the like the lifestyle per year. Mm. In order for it to like not if f- literally crumble. That, yeah. Funny. And that is the most eco-friendly influence. It's just if everyone <laughs> lived in the west part of LA, Hollywood Hills, and was so we need 10 vegan in jail. I did I did everything. I was like, <sighs> I was like, they don't order in. Like I did every lowest thing, because I just wanted to know that to be like, what's the <sighs> best case scenario? So we are we are obsessing over lifestyles that are not sustainable in their nature. Mm-hmm. And um I think I know what you're saying about celebrities and I, I don't want to like exalt celebrities mm-hmm. because it's like, but I, and I'm, I'm, maybe I should say celebrities slash influencers slash people we look up to, mm-hmm. but there really is just something right now where I'm like, okay, we know we're in the climate crisis. We have a lot of young people who are aware of that, but then there's just this simultaneous cultural thing where it's like David Dobrik's mansion and we mm-hmm. just like watch it. And it's like, that's all it is. It's like, I'm so rich and I have so much. And I just get sometimes like, what are we doing? And
2: people talk about this kind of like late stage capitalism. I think it is like the culmination of this being shoved down our throats that making money is and being productive in terms of actually like turning profit is the only way to feel value. And so, you know, that's what that's that's why i i don't want to make excuses for david dobrik like obviously he seems like a nice person i have never met him i don't know him but seeing that video also kind of triggered me it's like oh damn like i'm not mad at him Wait, what video th- him showing his house because oh, i was okay. a little bit like ah, oh, it would be so much cooler if you were able to use your platform and to have like a reasonably sized home yeah but like i don't know like i don't want to like throw it all on him you know especially because he seems like a nice person but i had that moment where i was like uh it's kind of annoying that you have such an influence over young people's minds and this is subliminal like you're not saying you should go get the biggest house like he's not like that but he's giving a tour of this home that has a huge pool that has like massive rooms and he like I, I mean, sure, maybe they're, like, recording his podcast there, and maybe he has lots of staff that come in and out. I don't know how many people live in that home. All, that, all those staff have to drive there and back Yeah, every I morning. guess I just was, like, maybe he's never thought of it, but it would obviously be cool think... to not, like... And the same thing with Casey said, I'm, like, when you show those plane things, like, what is your goal? You want people to do this? Like, you want people to have, like, a full living room on a plane? Like, and that's how we transport people? I
0: know, you know I, that that's what that's what I'm was trying to say at the beginning was like there's something interesting about influencers and trying to figure out what they are where mm-hmm. it's like it's gone. It's it's really gotten to a boiling point where I think we have to decide as a culture if we're going to continue to idolize Casey Neistat's like first class flight yeah. or are we going to start to be like with the climate crisis we actually have to shame you like i know that like we are in a weird place of cancel culture i have my opinions about it where i'm kind of like i feel like everyone yelling like cancel culture is bad or It's like famous people <laughs> and like you know what i mean like everyone else is just like or just like don't fuck up or like we don't <laughs> idolize you if you fuck up anyways like i think it's like totally fair to have a conversation around those casey Neistat videos and have a conversation around the david dobrik videos but it's like hard for me to know because I'm like, maybe that's just like not ever going to happen. Like it just doesn't work for there, humans well, like that. Well, I or like,
2: think on, that's just maybe I've said this on the podcast before. I really think part of the struggle is that everyone uses themselves a, as a reference point. And it's like, like when you're driving on the road and you see someone go, everyone who's going faster than you then is a maniac, and everyone who's going slower than you yeah. is like a, a grandpa, you know. Yeah. And so, like, because we could say that to ourselves, there was lots of people who would be like, "Well, totally. There's definitely things like our house is definitely not that big, but we could live in a smaller home. And, and you, you heard us live on the podcast about ten minutes ago realize we're influencers. Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I am." So there has to be a major cultural shift which is so hard. hard but
0: it's like it's about and I don't know how to do it I'm like idolizing the people who somehow make it cool to consume less like there's mm-hmm. just something about that that doesn't seem that which hard will to me. always be
2: harder because it's of capitalism because you have less resources to <laughs> share yourself <laughs> when you are a multi-millionaire I was honestly triggered by the David Dobrik video too I was just like Cause if imagine he, didn't buy, he was if like he, look at my if cool modest if he didn't buy that house in what the How would he spend all his money on that's like honestly yeah. probably what goes through, not like literally goes through his mind but he truly probably makes like tens of millions of dollars a year I actually have No idea how much he makes. He definitely makes so much money. Like, there's probably a point where he's like, Well, I might as well buy this house. And And, and obviously he's in a culture where he's around people who are like endorsing these ideas that like you should live in the Hollywood Hills or wherever, and this is cool, and then we'll build your podcast studio here and that sort of thing.
0: And it weirdly makes it weirdly does well on youtube like ellen could do that too ellen's so rich well, every, but yeah. ellen has her own show like cribs it's
2: like, everyone wanted to like watch true. that show mtv like, cribs is the original and it was a famous people right there's <sighs> always been this kind of yeah you're right MTV am talking at was the wealthy yeah and i think that has existed for a long time i don't think you're wrong when you say like it's getting bigger and bigger and i think more quote-unquote average people are getting access because of this culture, where you can be a random person and suddenly have millions of dollars,
0: yeah, and that that's like the Britney Spears kind of rise mm-hmm. to fame part of it. That's maybe what's also interesting to people watching someone who you really can relate to, like that person with Justin University, mm-hmm. and, and now, now it's Charlie, like, yeah, that or could or happen
2: to me, or like, yeah, yeah what would that yeah. be like? And of course, there are lots of people out there so many that struggle financially. So to see that is aspirational, right? Like it's yeah. easy for us because we're comfortable to say like we shouldn't be aspiring for all this money. But yeah, I think for a lot of people it is like, but I I wanna not be in poverty. I wanna not I stress about money. It would be so nice to have and, and we know about the like hedonic treadmill where it's like you get used to everything and then it's no longer like that big house no longer feels big. Yeah. It's just it's
0: yeah, it's so interesting. It's just a conversation that like I don't think's gonna go away with the fact that yeah, we're living it's... on a planet that's running out of resources. And it we're... would be
2: cool to see a movement that I think we are. I think it, will, yeah. you know, that's I, why I
0: want to know. I'm like, will it happen? Will it happen? I think it
2: will never flip on its head. Maybe not never, but in our lifetime, we're not going to dismantle capitalism. I don't think, unless there's like an insane bloody revolution. Like, yeah. because <laughs> things get so bad. Like, I'm yeah, not joking. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's only if things get so bad. <laughs>
0: That it will topple. I was thinking, I'm like, when we eat the rich, a lot of people are going to be sad when they have to
2: eat David Dobrik's arm. like,
0: you know what I mean? Like, he's like the boy next door. But I'm like, sorry, honey, we got to eat him. Like, it's just sort of like, people aren't going to want to eat him. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's a funny joke. Um,
0: (laughs) But you just said that we need a bloody revolution. I didn't say we need it. And you weren't being British. You were saying
2: a bloody bloody
0: revolution. I'm talking blood all over the ground.
2: I meant that we're not like capitalism won't dismantle. (laughs) I think it's the same way that I don't think the patriarchy will like reverse but we can have movements that show support for like anti patriarchy. We can have movements that show support for anti-capitalism that make things cool and show support for ideals that are and in an extreme that's currently ruining Yeah and hopefully like reel it back in. So, so it's so, to say so, like let's talk about yeah. a form of capitalism that's sustainable.
0: Yeah. So what like, I would say is influencers to me represent an extreme in capitalism and culture that yeah. by a movement to rein them in it's kind of what I'm talking about. Sure. Like, when can we start being like that David Dobrik and actually I guess I'll we can make a video on
2: example science,
0: this, I guess but it it's would like, be interesting that, to talk
2: about. I mean yeah. I think it's the question becomes how how do you have more influence on someone like him. Is it by calling him out? Or know. is it by getting to know him and changing his opinions? Or like educating and inspiring and mm-hmm. like maybe I'll start to talk. I don't have like a specific study, but I want to talk about the other end of it. Like how True. social okay. media yes, please. has opened the door for influencers who can gain popularity, clout, and influence by talking about environmentalism. Okay. By cool. talking about so uh I guess ultimately, yeah, I was just I will say this was really challenging and I will say I randomly came across uh, so many studies that were like current theses of people who were like in their PhDs, masters, their thesis was like on the impact of social media in environmentalism in the fight against climate change huh but i cool. i didn't really cite them because i was actually like a, this hasn't been like i don't know how it was I published yesterday it. yeah and i was like it's <laughs> not in like a journal it's just clearly somebody's like 300 page like thesis for school or something okay like. but still, i was like how did google show me this like i was yeah. like on a word document i was like what why do i keep finding <laughs> word documents um but okay so I found one article that kind of talked, and this was April, 2020. So these are obviously like a year outdated stats, but, According to Google at that time, how to live a sustainable lifestyle had increased by 4,550% in the 90 days prior to this uh, article coming out. Huh. So I was like, okay, there's like obviously movement happening like from sort of this grassroots angle. <laughs> also, um, it was in April 2020. Was it like, P.S. How do you survive a pandemic? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. Those people True. are really
0: looking up a nice little green thing at a time when we all thought we were yeah. going
2: to die. Um, there's like millions and millions of posts tagged about sustainable fashion and hashtag zero waste on Instagram. Instagram um and then I did come across a specific study that was trying to this was uh, in relation to green cosmetics and how motivated people become to buy green cosmetics Hmm. based on social media okay um and it did find that social media actually does have a measurable effect on people's attitudes uh subjective norms altruistic and egoistic motivations is what they called it uh and they believe that social media primarily can act as like in a major information source
0: yeah okay okay so, and cool i, think, I, I mean that the, sounds obvious but now i'm getting excited i'm like that's why we need to change
2: yeah what it and, is. Well, that's also why uh david dobrik would, could be so powerful in that movement and, and he did get why. a lot of people to vote <laughs> like he does yeah, things like and, that And people do that and well the nice thing is <laughs> I I we slowly say, are like we love influencers no, and this, i was gonna we're like Ping. for influencers like voting can be controversial i mean getting people to vote is not controversial but obviously being political is but yeah. i feel like so and study after study comes out or like where, where they're showing that the vast majority of the public wants to do something about this whether they know how Wait, wants to do something about what uh, like the environmental crisis like most okay. people like most canadians every time they're polled say like we support climate action maybe not all to the same degree but like it'll be like 70 percent plus which is amazing like not very many issues do people agree on that they're like we want to actively okay. fight the climate yeah. crisis um and i think it's a great way for influencers to feel like they're part of something that's actually not that controversial. Yes, there are all these like annoying people's like, like the Ben Shapiros of the world who cause a a huge fuss over this. And so they might feel like there's like this controversial element to it. But it's like the vast majority of people want to see the world improve. They want to see the...
0: I see. Improve. So you're like, instead of worrying about who's the next president, like, yeah, why not focus on the cool. climate crisis? Because yeah. people actually... Like Emma agree. Chamberlain.
2: And this is, not, this is not a commentary on who but, these people are currently. But it's Emma- like...
0: Emma Chamberlain and the Dolan twins and David Dobrik refused to denounce Trump, whether I mean, or not intentionally or not. So it's like, that is interesting. They're obviously thinking about yeah, their, their platform. Yeah. So you're saying,
2: I think it can it be being environmentalist, to be cool to be an environmentalist than it can to be a political figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can true. still be like, I don't want to get involved in politics, but I just want to save the planet. And that's why I want to like use solar. That's why I'm like thrift chopping. That's why I'm like making yeah. those things. I think it's a, not an easy way, but I know All these people who are rich, anyone who becomes an influencer, including ourselves, you hit the point where you go, what's this for, right? Yeah, for sure. I think all actors, that's why you see a lot of famous actors, musicians in their later life become activists. Leonardo DiCaprio it's like, like, yeah, yeah, because you're like, I have everything, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a really opportune time for someone to get involved in environmentalism. Um, including ourselves, including our peers. It's just like, now's the time to feel good, have a purpose in your life. Um, I will say having done the research, not just that study, it seems somewhat split right now on the effectiveness, like, and some people call it digital activism or clicktivism or slacktivism. Yeah. Like there are a lot of conversations around that, but there is positive outlooks, I will say. Like, yes, some people say like slacktivism doesn't do anything. Well, Friday's
0: for future. Yeah. I was literally going to bring that up. So, so,
2: there are currently studies looking at that trying to figure out like has there yes there obviously was like a international impact people were like protesting doing this stuff but does digital activism change the world is like the bigger question i
0: feel like fridays for future was so helped by digital activism for sure i think every time we found out where to go what to do it was all on twitter yeah. or um That's, actually instagram this, like you know what i mean um, it's hard to get people to know what to do yeah on so
2: the, like it was what digital activism allows for is like the like crazy reduced costs of creating organizing and participating in protests right so you could be not somewhere you don't have to travel you can just take part if you're organizing it you can suddenly reach millions of people without even like sending out a single piece of paper or knocking on and, a single door
0: The thing about that is, okay, like if we're getting closer to the end of this conversation, it is sort of like, okay, I'm trying to be like, there is an issue, you're saying that there is too, but there could be benefits. But what this is all leading to is what actually needs to happen for the climate crisis, which is the biggest question of our time. But honestly, I just like, you can look over there at that desk. I just have like a variety of books trying to figure it out. And like, from what I can understand is there is this really strong idea and you hear about it online too all the time. It's like We can't just go after David Dobrik because then we're essentially creating a narrative around like infighting almost. Like it's just like if you just tear down cultural people at the top, maybe you're not actually having the real conversation, which is about corporations and government. Mm -hmm. Like that's what we need to actually be talking about. So one thing that is interesting, I will disagree with what you said on, is that like I think it was really sad that David Dobrik and Emma Chamberlain these people didn't denounce Trump because the most... I didn't say they shouldn't.
2: No, sorry, but like you're like you know. Um, I was that- just saying, like I know some things feel controversial to some people. At least this one's not.
0: Yeah, sorry, but, but what? But um, I'm saying is like to actually make a difference in the climate crisis, mm-hmm. you need to get a president like Donald Trump like out, who is ruining the environment. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you, it's like if you do your little environmentalism thing but you don't denounce someone like yeah. trump who literally I, like I that's could...
2: a much more like core issue
0: yes because the answer is is government and corporations but the other thing that corporations want and we, there's interesting research about this is they want us to fight right mm-hmm. and i'm thinking about the hypocrisy of Le- Leonardo dicaprio like it's frustrating he makes these um climate change docs and then you see him on a yacht there's no way he doesn't fly mm-hmm. first class which i was just reading in my book is three times the emission as coach like he's going to in one breath be saying all these things. And then in another breath, Mm -hmm. fly first class. Like there's a way that as a person and society, there's like schadenfreude there where I want to tear him down. Right. And there's arguments that corporations have created like like, green activism, recycling. They have these weird hands in it because they want people to feel like it's their fault yeah. our fault so that we feel guilt and we don't hold fossil fuel companies accountable through yeah. the government so there's like we we also don't want to like you know tear influencers down but they are they're creating a culture of shopping and consumerism and these things that is an issue we have to deal with but at the same time the people who we should be really tearing down is like the head of exxon Mo- mobile it's mm-hmm. it's lee raymond should be in jail actually i think like we need to be doing carbon taxing these fossil fuel companies so they're paying millions of dollars like there's all these things that like the actual evil people we don't know it's not someone famous you know what i mean it's like these people who are
2: rich and well that's kind of what i was saying at the beginning it's kind of sad because it's so like any influencer who's doing these things is doing so because our culture has told them to yeah they're not doing it because they're inventing
0: and they're young too like i didn't know and even if they're not like tons of people our
2: age and older are persuaded by money and yeah. lavish lifestyle and everyone wants that not everyone wants. no i don't it. think everyone wants that yeah. sorry. Oh, sorry i don't mean everyone wants it but i mean it's a very tempting thing for a lot yeah. of people yeah. um and everyone wants that kind of comfort maybe it's not a massive mansion but it might be a, like mm-hmm. a beautiful home yeah that's smaller like i think our home is beautiful and i'm like i want i'm happy that we have like a home that i feel very like love love to live in yeah despite like that, I don't want a mansion. Oh, and like decide that it's falling apart about, Despite the fact that there's a huge crack in the wall over there
0: yeah. and it's freezing inside. No. Um. Yeah. Okay. We have no. nothing to complain about. Exactly. And sorry. One thing about this Fridays for Future thing that I realized I didn't finish the last part about was that one thing that influencers can do is show up to those protests. Mm. And I think the more that we show that it will be damaging to show up and point at them and say, you have a big house mm-hmm. when it's like, no, we all need to get there and we all need to be putting pressure on the government and corporations. So it's like, like
2: team up together. Yeah. And even if in your mind, it's just like, let's just use the people with influence so that we can influence the more importantly, the corporations and government. Yeah. Yeah. Like why, why hinder the people if, especially if they're going to help your message and like a Leonardo DiCaprio, it's like, yeah, we can tear them down, but he is doing good with what he says. Exactly.
0: And I think that even Leonardo DiCaprio, is so funny, like, but I'm like, I'm sure his lifestyle has changed. Maybe it's not something we could ever relate to. It's like, he like offsets his like private jet fuel in this way. Actually, that's what uh, Bill Gates says in his book. He's Mm -hmm. like, the one he's like, I use special jet fuel and I offset it at this website. I'm like, but like, he's like, so all my private, he just like (laughs) says it where you're like, you're crazy. Like a private, like Like, normalizing your your private jet jet, to me sounds crazy. Uh but the more we can get them Bill Grace is another great example on the side of trying to figure this out the mm-hmm. better so instead of shaming I take that back we can try our best to educate people if Emma Chamberlain or anyone shows up at your protest hey girl what's up how big is your house oh that's okay maybe smaller I don't know I don't know what the conversation <laughs> oh <is. laughs> my God. I know I <laughs> maybe so. Think... and yes. then it all gets better okay guys I solved it maybe smaller, maybe
2: smaller. Yeah, Emma. <laughs> next time
0: no and even Emma it's like why am I going after the one that it's better It's
2: like Bryce Hall There's like the Freaking yeah, hype I There's think we're only masculine Literally energy people of that seem sharp, Really man-care. It's more like I think David Dobrik And Emma seem like People who are Actually really nice And probably do want To care about the environment Yeah and maybe know? They're like, just like ah, Yeah I don't know I, uh, So I don't want This, this at world. all to feel like We're just like <laughs> tearing Them sound. down Dude, um, yeah. But yeah I know It it is difficult because we don't all have access. Like maybe we in some ways have more access to these people than most people who are listening. It's like, how do you impact them? I think it comes with cultural shifts. So even when we talked about anti-vaxxers, like one of the biggest things was when a person in your peer group, especially someone with a higher level of clout, or um, what do you say, like status, changes their behavior, everyone else is way more likely to do it. Yeah, right. So if popular cool kids do it, everyone else will do it yeah
0: and I, I see that with uh secondhand shopping i know it's yeah. not a circular economy which i would rather have but it's like on the way to mm. that um yeah it's no, it's, I, it's cool now and i do think it's like the best way to dress like you can tell and i'm like that's what's
2: stylish yeah now. And, and hopefully it, it we'll it be famous for something and yeah. i think it's just like this all or nothing attitude. I think I said this to you the other day. I saw a great TikTok that was just a grill. Being a <laughs> classic. That's the world now. I'm like, Well, I mean, I literally TikTok. see like 700 TikToks a day. So. <laughs> it
0: changes my life. I'm like all of a sudden cooking that weird freaking pasta. Like, oh what is happening? Oh my God, the feta cheese one. <laughs> I mean, I haven't actually done it yet, but there's other recipes I've done. But that feta cheese one, I'm like, I'm going to buy a brick of Me too. And I'm going <laughs> to make it. And it's
2: obviously like that. Yeah. So I was going to say, I think... It is great to aim for all or nothing, and we should, but I think when we're trying to get people there, we should give room to say, hey, like, you... So the TikTok was saying, like, if you say you don't want to be vegan because you love cheese so much you can't give up cheese then just don't give up cheese like be a vegan in the Hmm. other ways like you don't have to be a perfect person you don't have to like if you want to use less water but you love baths okay fine like just have your baths but like think about other ways that you can minimize your consumption and yes we shouldn't be putting this all on the individual anyway in the first place but corporations now they should not have baths but when it comes to lifestyles I think it's just like let's get people on side and say you don't have to be perfect but like let's make sure you're helping with like you can vintage shop you, not everything has to be vintage shopped like if you like buying your underwear from the well yeah place. like when
0: mitch was like dragging me i was like greg i think you should buy fresh underwear <laughs> and all the way
2: fine <laughs> but, but yeah anyway, anyway. exactly you're right you're i right, think right. there is a great opportunity for influencers to be the cool environmentalist i don't know if that will ever happen but it would be nice to see and i hope that I think part of the problem, and we're going to wrap up, though, is also L.A.
0: (laughs) Like, it's true. Like, Uh, we've we've had to go there for a job. I'm like, you know, the whole city is, like, based on the the way you're being perceived, being seen, being seen where. it's like, Yeah, I mean, it, it reminds me
2: of when people, like, go into business. And it's like, you have to wear a suit and tie and show that you're wealthy. And, like, in certain industries, it's like, if you have an ugly car, they won't take you as seriously. So there is, like, this know what's so weird layered what that like the version of a tux
0: now is like gray sweatpants gray top coming out of like a lamborghini <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean like yeah. the like what you're saying is like the way that you yeah, perceive of wealth but it is happening in la but it's like you have plastic surgery you're wearing like a tie-dye sweat <laughs> like you know you're wearing sweatpants and like you have a weird fanny pack and you get out of a lamborghini and you're like i'm tired it's like that's how you show you're rich like it's a you know what i mean that's yeah. the new uniform
2: i mean but we can find a way to be like you know there are a, this is very american right there other yeah. parts of the world don't show wealth in the same way because it's not, very appealing yeah you're to, right this to, is an american to flaunt thing. wealth yeah, and i mean true. it's obviously a canadian thing as well i just mean yeah. there are other parts of the world where you can be wealthy but it's not like cool to like flaunt your yeah
0: wealth. i actually mean like american influence like yeah south korea has a strong american influence from when we were there and they have a lot of consumerist culture mm-hmm. whereas like i think you were even going back to farm fishing norway when yeah, like, we were there people were like
2: typically like yeah you think of you like, hide your wealth because it's not as it's yeah it's, a, it's like, not embarrassing yeah thing. and and that's like at least shifting to that to be like hey it's actually not that interesting to... Show you're wealthy, and I, that will become a bigger conversation, especially so as more and more people are like, "I." There are so many people who literally have nothing. Yeah, we're in a pandemic now. Some people literally can't pay. It's their happening. Rent.
0: It's happening right now with the way yeah. that celebrities are being torn down. I really think in this pandemic, it's been refreshing for me to be like, "Yeah, we're gonna laugh in your face when you sing us Imagine.'" Like that <laughs> is like, yeah. like it's so tone deaf. As we have more and more wealth disparities, I think it will catch up with a lot of people. I think we mm. will see it happen because it can't not because it's actually embarrassing. And it isn't really that cool for David Dobrik to have but a mansion. We
2: have to give those people room, I think, to grow as well. So yeah. like yes, they can have So made we don't burn the, the mansion yet yeah and we hope that like someone who is an influencer who has a mansion will one day be like i actually don't need this much space and it's like the the bloody revolution oh. isn't yet we're
0: gonna let them meme on the finger it's like figure it out, out before, the, before the bloody revolution that we brought up near the beginning happens okay no it's true it's true i i think that you're right but also i think this I is so nuanced hope. and we're never gonna have um an answer but you know what
2: I don't have hope. Wait, why did you say, was that a line from a movie? (laughs) No, I was trying to do Greta. What is it? What is like? Oh, yeah. It's so epic. You stole my future from here. What is it? Yeah. You
0: stole my hope. It's no time for hope or whatever. (laughs) But it's true. You know what I mean? Like, there's the Greta. Okay. And then there's.
2: uh, She's (laughs) an influencer.
0: Yeah. Although true. is she because she doesn't? No, she's not. I think she is actually now. I'm Whoa, Greta is like making my whole inception world flip up. I right think now. Greta
2: is an amazing influencer because she is primarily digital. Okay, so what is interesting is at the beginning we yeah. defined influencer through By. you saying
0: someone who's co- coinciding with selling things. I did, but, but now I think she's selling an idea. I think selling is the wrong word because yeah. oh wait, is Greta thunberg's practice innately capitalist? Why? No, no, I'm saying that's fa- like from the way that she's trying, not through financial, but through the capitalism of like the attention Internet. economy or whatever. No, yeah, but I don't know if that's no. capitalist like necessarily. And, but I'm just more like it's interesting because capitalism is always something that is torn down a lot like easily now. But yeah. then it's like her being able to get her message out is still relying on like Yeah, a system
2: and a structure that yeah. has been built through like. How- yeah, that's why I think all or nothing like ideas just like don't really aren't functional yeah they're right like yeah, she's binaries. able it is true like <laughs> okay
0: but but our I favorite influencer I, greta. Greta. <laughs> that's cool though yeah. no yeah there's she's like influenced t- literally millions of people that's so cool there's two one name gals that i'm absolutely obsessed with it's greta and rihanna <laughs> I honestly think about that a lot. They're my two favorites. And they both were
2: talking about like the uh, Indian uh, farm protests. There you go. There's a like connection. The two of them, it was like the headlines were like, Greta Thunberg and Rihanna. I'm like, not, I've thought about this like, and I'm like,
0: sh- like the revolution will be led <laughs> through climate change by them. No, <laughs> not
2: Rihanna. I'm sorry.
0: No, I just think Rihanna could be persuaded really well and get Maybe, in but front it's like with Greta. She
2: truly has like a <laughs> massive operation of like cosmetics lines, which is like one of the like worst industries.
0: Okay, she's gonna, she's gonna cut off <laughs> Fenty and a couple and, if David Dober sure, can come around Rihanna's coming around yeah no she can
2: come around yeah but you're right sure. Fenty doesn't exist I'm just like <laughs> yeah. Greta is leading the charge yeah for sure no or there's other people yeah uh, yeah. okay hashtag side note podcast <laughs> give us your thought <laughs> Who is your, Greta an influencer who's your favorite <laughs> influencer and actually like are there influencers that you love because they are espousing like ideals and purpose that you think is worth talking about like environmentalism or like you know any anti-capitalism veganism vegetarianism like who are the people that are using their platform and doing it well or in ways that are culturalism like inclusivity like those kinds of things i think are cool and i do see that online so let us know who you think And and we'll talk to you next week bye peace ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row